Kang. Why would it say Kang Tower now? Where is this? Elioth. Void. Elioth. What a deep cut. Deep Whoa! Cut. Oh my god! That's oh, how he this, looks. That's full on Galactus. Want to be Galactus? I love a good floor board gag. Going Mjolnir. Oh it's my Thrawn. god! Thrawn. No Thrawn. way! They did not Cannon. do that. They this episode's gonna be nuts Thrawn. to break down. Free oh, Throg? <laughs> Hashtag Free Throg right now. I cast a projection of myself so real, even the mad Titan believed it. Oh, this Loki got juice. Wait. Hid as inanimate debris. What? Death the hell? Inanimate debris? We did a video about did that you, too. Yeah, did you do that? Years <laughs> ago. <laughs> What is going on? Wow. Okay. They're the watching our. They're. 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 We're. 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 Ah! I love this episode. Yes. So good. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Loki episode five was a true journey into mystery. Not just a nod to the original comic series that Loki and Thor appeared in, but a delightful grab bag canonizing in the MCU things like Throg, the Whoa. Thanos copter, Whoa. Kang, technically, and Whoa. one of the insanest fan theories that we discussed on this channel <laughs> all the way back in 2018, which means, you know what? No more apologies. None. Mephisto's back on the table. <laughs> And wait, wait a, a damn, damn minute. minute. <laughs> this is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's Loki after show. I'm Eric Voss. My Easter egg breakdown of the episode is coming tomorrow. It's gonna be a doozy. But <laughs> here with me to discuss this episode is MT. Dude, this episode, man, I loved every single part of it. It's so great. It, especially, of course, my man, Gator Loki, taking the bite. Out of President Loki. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was God. the highlight Straight of the Peter episode Pan for me, vibes. too. Straight up. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he's Captain Hook now. I mean, it's this has to be, I think, if not my favorite, one of my favorite hours of Marvel content that I've ever oh, seen. Yes. Just so much is delivered to us. It, it's so epic in proportion. The the production design is crazy. Oh, so uh, the humor is all over the place. It's just littered <laughs> with Easter eggs. I mean, there we joked last week that like, oh, the Locagator could be based on, um, you know, there's a reality where Thor is a frog. And wouldn't you know it, we see fr frog. <laughs> frog. <laughs> In a canister, in a great floorboard gag. Oh, oh yeah. my God. So good. I hope he's freed at the end of this. Like, please yeah. free Throg. It's so sad <laughs> to see him in a jar. Uh, well, there's a lot to talk about this episode. So Loki's exile is confirmed to be what's called the Void, which is kind mm. of a dumping ground at the end of time for pruned stuff. And it's preyed upon by the monstrous Eliath. Now, mm. Renslayer was as clueless, we think, about who's really running the TVA. Uh, and then Sylvie, just to get out of this mess, prunes herself so that she can get into the Void, so hopefully get to the other side of that Void, which is her goal. Um, right. Meanwhile, Loki is escaping the various infighting pruned Lokis, including a President Loki, whose hand gets bitten <laughs> off by... Loki Gator. Uh, and then in this void, there is just a uh, bevy of references to Marvel oh Comics in the God, MCU of yes. things. And uh, 
there's, you know, we talked about some of the, the Thanos copter we thought would only get referenced in uh, Endgame where he twisted his sword around to look like a helicopter blade. But no, there is an actual Thanos copter in a reality. This is the, the most important confirmation in the yeah. MCU ever. The Thanos copter has been confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found and am currently finding more and more stuff. So uh, stay tuned for the breakdown for all of that. Um, yes. So, but in this episode, when Sylvie moves to the void, she's able to uh, accidentally enchant it and see that there actually is something on the other side of it. Uh, right. And then she runs into Mobius, who's still alive, driving a, a Skinny's pizza car. <laughs> and then uh, they they meet up with the other Lokis, uh, our Loki, and they decide to enchant Elioth so that we can get to this fortress beyond him. And the classic Loki pulls an amazing move by distracting Elioth with the illusion of Asgard. The oh, music is incredible scene. in this uh. moment. He gives up his life laughing on the way down. And then uh, the enchantment works. Loki actually proves that he has powers of enchantment as well. And then it opens a gate to this mysterious fortress. Um, and we have a lot of questions about where this is. But we know from trailer footage that this is the structure that is positioned at the top of that rock ring. That's kind of floating in that nebulous space. That doesn't look like the quantum realm from the other trailer shot it looks like some space at the end of all time honestly but okay so we're going to talk about what exactly Eliath is in the comics uh and who this monster is most likely guarding uh real quick though it, you've been eyeballing our loki latest obsession out of time shirt for five weeks now <laughs> um just wanting to get one for yourself i'm sure but now is the time. We've already yes. sold out a few sizes and some of the colors, and there's a limited supply left of the others. So order now, and you can watch this finale in style. Um, <laughs> oh, buying the shirt gets you, uh, you know, a couple benefits. Uh, one, you get to wear this awesome shirt. Two, you get to support new <laughs> rock stars directly. Uh, but three, it also unlocks the ability to write an additional custom shout out that will appear at the bottom of the screen. Uh, like, what do we see down here? Jason says, "You guys are great." Miss Minutes is the mastermind. Oh, wow. Those are so some fighting words, Jason. Now, don't, don't be accusing my wife of being the mastermind of anything, all right? She's innocent. My wife. My wife. Uh, Where's my <laughs> wife? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Michelangelo says, shout out to my man, Loki Gator. Thank you for hey. using the right term instead of croaky. He's not a crocodile. He is a not gator. A crocodile. <laughs> Can we just put this to bed? I don't want this to be the thing how people just, you know, say gif instead of jif and then the original thing gets lost. It's not just a pronunciation thing. It's a different species. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, and he says, hope we meet Hell Gator, Thor Gator, and Hulk Gator, and Star-Lord Gator. Uh, oh, that would, I want to see all the Avengers as Gators. Oh, my God, yes. We just need, like, a whole animal universe. Just, like, make right. that the Spider-Ham universe, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's I didn't so know that was great. something we needed, but now I do. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, David says Eric Voss was right about the TVA being variants uh, themselves. Pay attention, Mr. Molina. Sarah Kogel is the best. Uh, Sarah <laughs> is great. And you are also great, David. Yes. yes. Uh, you know what? Every year I have to do a What We Got Wrong episode of Big Question <laughs> where I just like face the music for all my crazy theories that were wrong throughout the year. But like now we have found years later that theories that I, you know, talked about on the channel are not in at insane. And I'm, I don't want to apologize anymore because who knows no. four years from now what MCU writers might try to retcanon or retcon or reintroduce or decide was actually true. So no, mm -hmm. no theories, all bro, theories are right always. You don't got to apologize. We Marvel scientists, bro, 
We just make <laughs> theories based on the information we got. You That's right. Apologize for that Making the best arguments that we can based on evidence. Based on exactly. evidence. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, just get yourself a latest obsession shirt today before it's gone at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Yes. But uh, MT, let's dive into this opening question. So the first question of the day is, wait a damn minute. What is Eliath and who or what is he guarding? Okay, so MT, you're aware of this, but we're just going to kind of catch up all viewers that might not be aware. Eliath yes. is an entity from the Marvel Comics, is uh, described as a trans-temporal monster. Uh, mm. It can kind of uh, transcend different eras of time, uh, and it's one of these just abstract beings. It was first introduced in the Avengers, the Terminatrix objective. This was early 90s, uh, 93, I believe. Mm. And uh, actually, its look in the show is super accurate to the comics. It's a carnivorous yes. purple cloud, and they nailed it, uh, which is rare. <laughs> the first time in yeah. comic book movie history that we're happy to see a carnivorous purple cloud. I'm looking right. at you, Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. So why is Eliath important? Well, Eliath rules over a time empire that borders the kingdom of Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. Kang Kang. So here's the thing, folks. This isn't us forcing this at this point. Uh, mm -mm. Eliath is most directly associated with Kang. Eliath mm -hmm. is kind of the rival to Kang. He's the reason Kang limits his time empire to no earlier than 2000 BC. And uh, in that comic arc, Tang, it actually begins with Kang uh, dying and Ravona Renslayer accidentally releases Eliath. And then Ravona, uh, you know, revives Kang, who gives the Avengers a weapon to use against Eliath, which is actually another entity named Tempest who is a character from earlier Fantastic Four comics, and then Tempest grows to match Eliath, and the two are just kind of locked in eternal combat that distracts them so that Kang can, haha, expand his empire. Um, <laughs> now, it is possible that the one Eliath could be guarding could be Tempest, but Tempest is, you know, most commonly known as an agent of Kang, slash Immortus, as he's known mm. uh, when he's first introduced. And uh, Kang is confirmed to be a big bad coming in the MCU. And there's all these other Kang clues that we've talked about. The fact that, like, this reality has the Egyptian pyramids and the Sphinx, like Kang has in Chronopolis. Ravona Renslayer being in the show, and she is Kang's romantic interest. So, uh, it's just a lot of things now are pointing in this direction, but... Most clearly in this episode, the opening shot on Avengers Tower, it does not say mm. Stark. It does not say, <laughs> it's not even Avengers A. It is the letters Q-U-N-G, King, mm. which is a reference to King Enterprises, the company of Nathaniel Richards, who went by a different name, but it is Nathaniel Richards who becomes Kang the Conqueror. So, now, oh, you could boy. say that this tower is just a pruned alternate reality detail, like all these other things are. You know, the Thanos copter throg, mm -hmm. and there's no immediate implications on the future with this, sure. But these coincidences are just getting really hard to ignore. For sure. Like, it's just like, we got we got a live now, we, we got, like, we've, we've had a Renslayer, and, like, we just, all these pieces are coming together yeah. for, like, you know, that, that specific comic series. I, I believe it was uh, Avengers Forever, where, like... Yeah, that was another, yeah. Yeah, so like all these pieces are, are are elements of that story. So like you know when when these creators create this show, they look at the t source material and they take inspiration from like different pieces. So like those pieces are not coincidences. It's probably just inspiration that they're putting together uh, for right. this show. So yes. Kang um, is probably coming, most likely. <laughs> yeah, in some form, right? Now, that castle that they're walking to at the end is stationed atop of that rock ring donut that we pointed out in trailer <laughs> breakdowns. It has a glowing lookout tower. It's not mm, in the quantum kind of realm. Like a fish. Yeah. Oh, a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that why Casey doesn't know what a fish is? Because that rock kind of looks like a ah! fish. I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, like, so this, whatever that nebulous space is, we assume it is kind of at the end of all time. It looks as though, if you look closely, there could be a ship departing nearby, but it also looks mm. like pieces of rock debris that could be floating up, or it's classic Loki pulling a classic Loki again, <laughs> to hide himself yes, in debris. That, that man did not die at the end of that, like, episode. I'm yeah, very right. confident. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my theory, and I'm sure what many of you are thinking, is that this could be the residence of Kang Prime at the end of mm. time, who is just there on his throne, feeding off the chronal energy of the many histories that Kang variants have altered, and that it was he who created the TVA, he who was pulling the strings, the man behind the curtain, as a kind of way to legitimize his dominion and prune out all unwanted distractions of things that could most uh, benefit him at the end of all time. Now, here's the thing. If this show isn't going in the direction of Kang... They're just doing every possible thing to lay the groundwork for him <laughs> way more than WandaVision ever did for Mephisto, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm sure, like, yeah, for sure. Like, they are laying all this groundwork. And, like, I've, I feel like the biggest thing that points to Kang the Conqueror being the main factor of this show is the, is the name, Kang the Conqueror. Like, mm-hmm. if he's coming to the MCU as Kang the Conqueror, he's ha- already have had to have conquered something in the past. Like, mm. the, the name implies that conquering has already happened. So, like, like this that. is probably setting up the the concept of, this is Kang, this is what he conquered. He yeah. conquered all the, the timelines of the multiverse. Now, uh, uh, that's a great point, MT. Now, as mm-hmm. MCU scientists, as you said, we have to be willing to concede <laughs> that these might yeah. just be the biggest nods we get to Kang on this show. And that's mm-hmm. it. That maybe the person in the castle could be some other variant Loki, or some older variant Renslayer, maybe some corporeal form of Miss Minutes. Uh, and then we get some post-credits scene that more directly references Kang. Uh, or we get no Kang at all, and it's really just Doctor Doom. Um, but Doctor Doom is probably coming to the MCU at some point, but it hasn't been announced yet. And if we do see him, it probably wouldn't be for several years. Unlike Kang, it's going to be an Ant-Man: The Wasp: Quantum Mania, and probably show up in a trailer within the next twelve months for that. I would assume. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. So I think we just have to keep in mind that all of us, if you're watching this show. If you're me or you're MT or you're someone commenting or you're just someone who goes online looking into Loki theories, you are in a pretty thick nerd bubble. And we are probably not the majority of people who are watching this show. Whatever finale reveal we think would be too predictable will probably be mind-blowing to most of the people who are watching this show. Yes. Whether it is Kang the Conqueror, who we think might be a foregone conclusion or too predictable, or a Loki variant, which we think would be too lame. No matter what this is, it's going to be mind-blowing. And so, based on that, I'm going to be okay with whatever they do. I'm not going to say if yeah. it's not Kang or Riot. You know, <laughs> but all I know is that, you know, none of us had any idea this season was going to be sitting on Eliath. Right? I don't think yeah, Elias showed me. up in anyone's theories, anyone's trailer breakdowns. No, no they way. <laughs> waited to reveal this until the penultimate episode. So if they mm-hmm. can sit on Elias, they can hide literally any man behind the curtain in that castle, up to and including Kang. Yes, I 100% believe that. And like, I, I believe that like Jonathan Majors was asked in, like, on the street or something if he was in Loki, and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. I, hmm, I, I don't know what that is. So, uh, like, Marvel. What's that, Marvel? Who are you? <laughs> what what is day is Marvelite? it? <laughs> I only read the comics off of the newspaper. Um, only Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think that you know, with him being so coy, I, I, yeah, like you said, I think it's really possible that you know Marvel is just hiding because they, they hid Sif from us. 
completely. Like, we had no idea uh-huh. Sif was in this episode. I mean, in the previous episode. So, like, yeah, Marvel be hiding stuff. So, yeah, you never know. Um, and I think, like, it'd be one thing if it was WandaVision where, like, after episode seven, it's clear that the show was showing its cards, right? Mm-hmm. They were saying, it's not like they're going to reveal one villain and then, oh, another villain. Here they're saying, trust us, you do not know the villain of the series yet. That will be revealed <laughs> in the final episode. So, like, if they're going to wait and, like, reveal something big... Why would you just reveal another variant Loki? I think that's my issue with like the big bad is a variant Loki, just because we've seen Loki as a villain in the MCU before. And this show's whole mission statement is to show different shades of Loki. So to just go yeah. back to the first version of him that we've seen, I don't know if that would be that satisfying to general audiences. Like I think yeah. those of us in the nerd bubble are like outthinking ourselves trying to like be like no it's this this we're like in that conspiracy theory episode of community where it's like wait no it has to be this or we're double crossing it's a double fake uh no i just think general audiences they would just see like tom hiddleston's face again they'd be like oh so how is that different from yeah all the other past episodes where they did a variant loki yeah no for sure i think that this this big bag threat is either going to be like kang or some other multiversal threat because we have that multiversal factor that is Elioth in um, the void, or I think it's basically limbo, but it's the void. And so, like, if 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 this entity can control such a powerful multiversal threat like Elioth, then he's probably also a multiversal or 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 time based entity like King. Right. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a Loki um, yeah. as, a, as a secret puppet. Master. And this is, I mean, and I, some people say there's no way Marvel's going to introduce a, a big bad or a, like a huge major character for the movies in a Disney Plus series. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. <laughs> Podcasts on yeah, podcasts, your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. I can't say too much. I'll just say, wait for Black Widow. Because MT and I have seen Black Widow. <laughs> just wait for Black Widow. And then we'll yes, talk two days that. from now. Okay? We'll talk yes, two days from please. now. Wait and, a minute. <laughs> and then also, like, we know at the end of the first Avengers film, they had a post credit scene with Thanos. Marvel loves to have a big bad character mm. that all these other stories kind of gravitate around. Like someone in the shadows. And it's clear... Kang is probably going to be that for the MCU. Oh, yes, for sure. Like, Kang, they're setting up Kang for some big things um, in in this show, I feel, and in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, there's just, they're just laying that groundwork. So, yeah. 
that's what Marvel does. <laughs> um, so we have some more questions we want to talk about from this episode. First, we want to thank some people who helped us make it, starting with Credit Karma Money. So we all like instant gratification. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning that instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions in terms of Apply, see rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank, Inc. member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. We also want to thank Keeps for sponsoring this episode. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness, and there are only two FDA-approved medications that prevent hair loss. Well, good news, Keeps offers both of them. Keeps has a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. I personally hate going to doctor's appointments. It's never at a convenient time. You have to park. You gotta sit in a waiting room. It's about as much fun as losing your hair is, I assume. Well, mm -hmm. Keeps offers convenient virtual Virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months, so you don't have to leave your home to go to the doctor or the pharmacy for this. Treatments start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions to keep costs low. Their proven results arrive on your doorstep in a discreet package. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. With hair loss, prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash marvel to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Marvel to get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Marvel. And we want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. So our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable format at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. If you sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And at Blue Chew, it, it's chewable. So, you, you know, it, it says that in the name. It's Blue Chew. It's Blue Chew. If you chew it, chew it. It's, you don't have to swallow it. So if you hate swallowing pills, you don't have to worry about that. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Inside Marvel at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Inside Marvel to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this show. All right, so uh, back to our discussion. MT, wait a damn minute. What do you think was the history behind the pruned Easter eggs that we saw throughout the episode? Like the Thanos copter, Throg, the Sphinx, <laughs> all the other stuff. Where do these things come from, do you think? Um, they have to come from alternate timelines, alternate realities that the TVA has pruned throughout however long they've been alive. And mm -hmm. so, like, these various um, objects were probably from various Nexus events that... Um, you know, the, I'm assuming Thanos was like, you know, flying in the Thanos copter. It's like, no, you should have banked left instead of banking right. You're, you're going to jail. Um, and Throg, I don't know what Throg did to get there, but like, you know, all these people and the Sphinx, I think the Sphinx is very interesting, but I, I believe that there's a, a connection between, uh, Kang and the Sphinx in, in the comics. Um, hmm. And, you know, with, with his uh, identity as Immortus, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Immortus, and, so, and then he was uh, Pharaoh Ramatut uh, yes, uh, back Rama in the time of the Egyptian well. days. Yeah, That's exactly what I was thinking. Ramatut, exactly. It's it, with the Pharaoh Ramatut. So, like, maybe 
this is, you know, somehow how Kang got involved. If there was like mm. a, an original TVA and Kang got sent to Limbo and then he figured out like the secret behind Elias. But yeah, this is very much like um, the concept of Limbo in the comics where like all, I, I believe Mobius says this. Oh, no, who says this? It was one of the Lokis um, where like all of like, Basically, time is basically in one moment. It's very much like Limbo. But yeah, what do you think? What do you think are the, the the history behind these Easter eggs? I mean, I love seeing these because I think it reminds us that for any doubters, Marvel Studios has not forgotten the comics and the things oh. we most love, the wackiest stuff we most love from the comics. Because mm-hmm. I think after you watch shows like WandaVision and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you worry that, you know... Uh, these TV writers and directors might just be taking um, kind of thematic inspiration from who the character is Mm. uh, and then kind of building its own world around them that only loosely references the comics, maybe thinks the comics Mm. are lame or think we're lame for reading them. Um, This show embraces these elements from the comics. And when it adapts things from the comics, it makes them look as accurate to the comics as we can. The Thanos copter isn't like a cool version of the Thanos copter. It says <laughs> Thanos on it and it's yellow. It is 100% looking. a <laughs> real life version of the Thanos copter, which is amazing. Well done. So wonderful. Uh, Eliath looks like Eliath in the comics. Um, uh, Classic Loki. His whole getup. Classic Loki. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they aren't just doing this to be cute. I think they're acknowledging the existence of a multiverse that will look like the comics multiverse and that is so exciting Uh, whether they do that by the end of the show or you know wait to do it to multiverse of madness or introduce it in spider-man no way home the fact that they're aware of it and they're willing to go there and the fact that of the three disney plus marvel shows we've seen so far this is the one that is having a second season shows Mm -hmm. us that this is the tone marvel wants to stick with going forward this isn't like a standalone mini series it's just getting a character from a to b this is active world building that we're seeing in the mcu so i think the implication is what you said mt i think these are coming from alternate timelines some of which we'll visit most of which we probably won't uh but the idea is that we can now yeah i love anything is possible like, yeah. it would have been great to see, like, an X-Men, like, Fox Universe X-Men Easter egg or something. Oh, that would have been wild. Oh, Dude, if they had, <laughs> I mean, what would it be? Just, like, their version of the, the X-Mansion or their Blackbird jet or... Uh, or, like, maybe, like, the, um, what do you call it? Like, Xavier's machine? Why am I blanking on this? I mean, um, Xavier's uh, wheelchair, right? That's kind of the yeah, classic Yeah, the wheelchair. One. That would have been Just a wheelchair easy. sticking out of the rubble. Man, we would have gone straight back to Evan Peters if that had happened. <laughs> Confirmed! <laughs> Just confirmed as a space over. Yeah, no, it's something like that. Like either like a like a wheelchair or like maybe like Cyclops's like visor, like yeah. something cool, like a nice little throwback. Uh-huh. But yeah. speaking of um this void and like this this uh, all these Easter eggs, this kind of reminds me, and this sort of feels like a hint towards Secret Wars because of mm. the battle world of the 2015 Secret Wars series. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, look at all these elements. They're meshing them all into one area. So like maybe this is Kevin Feige getting us primed. For like a battle world situation, which and is if it weird. is 2015 Secret Wars, that would make us think uh, that would make us think Doom, right? Because Doom was mm. the the person who assembled Battle World in that arc, and I, yes. you know, there were elements from that first episode of Loki where it's like. You see the incursions. It looks like the incursion sparks between the timelines. And mm-hmm. if there was a multiversal war, that is kind of what 2015 Secret Wars was. 
Um, exactly. And we have a feeling they're going in that direction. I just feel like we have like two or three steps of, of movie and TV show releases we need to have before we get there. But like, mm. it's the closest, looking at this void is the closest I think we've seen to a version of Battleworld in the MCU. Even though yes. I don't think this in particular is Battleworld. Oh yeah, this this is not Battleworld at all. This is just yeah. like its own thing. But like, this is just like the closest it's given us. To. It's given us the terms for it. You know, it's given yes. us a... Uh, a dictionary of a glossary of references so that when they eventually introduce these things, it's like, oh yeah, that's like, you know, that's old news. We saw that in Loki years ago. Yeah. It's like literally building the the laws of the universe. It's this world universe building. Exactly. We're getting accustomed to all this weird shit, which is, I I like it. Like, I like the, how the concept of the multiverse has entered the public lexicon. It's so cool. Anyway. Yeah. Everyone's (laughs) on board with this now. I love it. Um, Maybe a, a simple Question, a simple no here, MT, but I think we should talk about it. Wait a damn minute. Is Renslayer lying about not knowing the timekeepers were fake? I don't think so. She was very sketchy at the at the beginning of the episode, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't trust anything that you're saying, but she right, seems genuinely um, like, curious. But what do you think? Um, I, I think the fact that I couldn't trust anything she told Sylvie, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously all of that was uh, was manipulated information. <laughs> um, and just, yeah, it was stalling. And it made me question Miss Minutes more than than mm-hmm. Renslayer, honestly. But uh, the In fact that Renslayer... words, come on! I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll get to her, we'll get to her. Uh, but, like, when uh, Renslayer talked to B-15, to me, and then, mm. like, B-15 was able to say, like, you don't know what happened, was able to use her uh, prosecutorial skills to kind of get the truth out. To me, that was like, oh, Renslayer might really not know what's going on. I wish we had a good exactly. reaction shot of her back in the Timekeeper's Chamber Lapsed episode when the Central One got beheaded. Um, like, even she's just like, huh, robot. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I, I think there is more to Renslayer's story, obviously. We're going to hopefully find out what the whole thing with the pen and uh, yes. uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt High School was about. I Again, I think Renslayer's mystery kind of lurks around this possibility of Kang, right? Because, mm-hmm. again, why bring in Renslayer if not bring in Kang? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, th- there's going to be that Kang connection because all those factors are there that we said before. And it, it would be yeah. very strange, especially with the show dealing with time very, very strongly that Kang wouldn't be involved. So, yeah, her and yeah. Kang have definitely have to have some history for lack of, I mean... But no pun intended. Let's uh, talk about uh, Loki Gator. Wait a damn minute. What do you think <laughs> is Loki Gator's backstory? He was the one of the, uh, like, they had that one joke where he ate the wrong neighbor's cat, right? He <laughs> yes. was supposed to eat one neighbor's cat. He ate the wrong neighbor's, <laughs> the cat. Wrong neighbor's cat. So that implies there is, it's not just the fact that he is an alligator. It's the fact that, like, he strayed from the alligator timeline. And there is a sacred timeline version of Loki Gator or some universe where Loki Gator exists. Like, do we think there is a future for this character in the MCU? And I hope so. Yeah, I think that whatever fan favorite character, like, that people really latch onto, like, that character will survive into future reincarnations. So, like, you know, Loki Gator is one of those characters. Like, people love Loki Gator. I don't think he's going to go away. He's probably going to be implemented into the comics, honestly, because people love him so much. Yeah. But uh, in terms of Loki Gator's history, um, that cat comment's really interesting because, like, that makes me think that what if... You know, Odin and Thor found the Loki Gator as the Loki Gator on like um what's it called? Uh Jotunheim or, mm-hmm. or something. And they're like, hey, this is pretty cool. Like we just killed out all these frost giants. Let's take this alligator as a trophy. 
<laughs> and so they brought him into Asgard, and he eats like an Asgardian cat. It's like you can't uh, do that, Loki. Gator. <laughs> and as our, is an Asgardian cat a uh, um, a rabbit? Right? Because don't they <laughs> think all mammals are different than what we think they are? Or is exactly. it a flurkin? He eats a like a, a, a ra- an actual rabbit or a flurkin. That'd be yeah. Hilarious. Well, I mean, who would win in a fight between a flurkin and Loki Gator? Probably the flurkin, right? I gotta. Probably the flurkin, but yeah. Loki Gator, he got some moves, as we see in this episode. Yeah, oh, he yeah, just, he's, he took Yeah, Loki's he's vicious. Yeah. <laughs> all right, a couple more questions, but thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. We've all experienced times where something was interfering with our happiness or preventing us from achieving our goals. Well, BetterHelp is here to help. They assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. Now, this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. They have a broad range of expertise available for clients worldwide. So log into your account anytime and schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So check the review section of their website for testimonials from folks who have gotten something from their service. Visit betterhelp.com marvel. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And here's a special offer for our Inside Marvel audience. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash marvel. All right, MT, I'm sorry to talk about your girl like this, but wait a damn minute. What is Miss Minutes hiding? There's something, I don't know, I don't know if she's a big bad. I'm just saying she knows something. You think she's hiding something from me? You think so? She you might think be I gotta there. call cheaters? Dude, Do I have talk, to call cheaters? Talk to your clock. <laughs> Just talk to your clock, MT. Damn. She's she's hiding. I, I knew there was something weird that I knew there was something wrong when she didn't have any hands on her face. She's hiding <laughs> those hands behind her back. <laughs> some sketchy shit. Um, <laughs> no, Miss um, Minute is a secret. She's she was very very sketchy in this episode. Um, she was just like, hey, you know, just looking for those files for for Ravona, even though her and Ravona didn't really have like the hey, can you just fake this for me? Like, right. Miss Minute was like, I'm just gonna alert the police anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's sort of hiding. Something. I don't really know because she does seem in some degrees that she is, you know, kind of innocent in a way because her reactions mm-hmm. are just kind of just like, oh, gosh, like, what's going on? Like, oh, like, I don't really know. So, mm-hmm. like, part of me, because I love this minute, is like, you know, maybe she's just good. Maybe she's just like, a nice little uh, innocent little AI that just doesn't really know what's going on. But what do you think? What do you think Miss Miss's secret is? I mean, yeah, she does seem innocent. <laughs> I, I don't think she is evil. Um, mm. I don't know if she has a capacity for evil, but I think she is more than just like a automated response system. I mm. think um, whoever the big bad of this show is going to be, I think Miss Minutes is going to be revealed to be some kind of tragic variant or some mm. soul of something that he trapped and forces him to like run the day to day of the TVA or to be the TVA's oh, clerk or something like so that. Sad. I think we're going to like tear up when we learn the true story of Miss Minutes, whatever oh, it is. No. And then we're going to feel really bad for her. The fact that like, <laughs> Whether it's Kang or Doom or some version of He Who Remains or something else, I think the fact, like, we're going to see her form or her history. I hope Tara Strong gets to play whatever that part is in live action. Oh, my God. In live so action. great to see her. Because IRL. she's just, like, in addition Tara to being Strong. a great voice actress, she's also just a good actress, you know? Yes. She's um, phenomenal. I'm, imagine if Miss Minutes is, like, a variant of Friday, uh, the mm, AI. Because, like, fun. Friday is a day, technically. It's named after oh, a fun. day, which is uh-huh. a unit of time. Uh-huh. So it's just like, hey. Who knows? Maybe, but like, that's just the Well, I just had a theory, MT, Friday. You know, Friday is based on, and you know, the days of the week are named after gods. Friday yeah. is Frigga's day. Yeah. That's a really great connection. Is, is Miss Minutes day. an alternate reality Frigga? 
who is trapped <laughs> and turned into a day and then converted to Miss Minutes. I might have lost it. I think I lost it. I'm sorry. I think, I I think lost so. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed. Well, as we look ahead to this finale, MT, there's lots of stuff that's going to go on. We know from trailer footage that they're going to go into this castle. We know it's kind of floating on this rock orb ring, whatever that is. Uh, there's mm-hmm. going to be some fight that happens and it. Someone will be revealed. But we know this show is going to live on for a second season. So how do we think this series is going to live on for a second season? Who is going to survive? Uh, who will come back? Um, do we want Mobius to come back and live on in some form? Will the TVA still exist in some form? Or will Loki face some other kind of um, you know, trans-dimensional threat or something that tries to rein him in? I think that they're setting up, and this is just me being wild, but like, you know... I just don't trust classic Loki because that final, like, you know, scene was very powerful and it was very, very cool. And it would have been, would have been a very cool redemptive thing for this Loki who, who wants to, who, who seemingly, as he said, wanted to be different. But at the end of the day, you cannot trust a Loki. Lokis are deceivers. And this man is literally dressed like the most mischievous, like classic form of Loki. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Loki loves to fake his own death. That's the staple of Loki in a Thor film. It's like, you know what? I'm here that I'm going to fake my death. So I think that, you know, he faked his own death here because he's pro- he's like one of the most powerful illusionists that we've ever seen in the MCU. Like that freaking that was insane. Asgard that he built But he's also one of the insane. oldest Lokis that we've seen. It was implied. I mean, exactly. Asgardians, or he's not Asgardian, but these guys live like 5,000 years, right? So that's yeah, for, like he could have been a long, long time. just perfecting his illusion casting skills. Exactly. So like, I feel like this man, he heard that. You know, Eliath was the key to this, the 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 what the timekeepers and all this power. So he's just biding his time. He's like, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna go through this door. I'm gonna see what's good. And so by the end of this series, he's gonna try to uh, he's gonna do something, some type of power play that's gonna like launch season two of Loki. And it's probably gonna be some multiverse craziness because you know I feel like this show is going to. Um, as, as far as I, I can tell from like interviews with Michael Waldron and all that stuff, that this show is going to launch into a lot of, is going to push a lot of the multiverse of madness problems or cause a lot of the problems in multiverse mm. of madness. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think that the classic Loki is probably the key to season two here, but, but what do you think? It's, it's hard, right? Because normally when you think of a second season of the show, there are certain rules of the world, some kind of patterns that get set. And for a while I thought the pattern was going to be, this going to be a bit of a procedural, like a goofy Doctor Who style procedural where there is always some home base that he goes back to and that's the TVA. And there's some other time adventure and here there's some crisis here or they're hunting a new ser- a time serial killer or something like that. But here now, like the very foundations of the show get rattled every episode. So you never really know what the actual home base or setting of the show will be. So it's hard to conceive like, well, then it's not necessarily a procedural. It's like, what other kind of broader crisis will Loki try to climb the chaos ladder of in the next season? And I think it would maybe be in the aftermath of Multiverse of Madness. What what I kind of hope is that like... Loki now gets to explore other things that we have not associated with the main MCU that maybe after Multiverse of Madness, we're okay visiting X-Men universes or Fantastic Four universes. Uh, And then that Loki gets to like dance in those worlds a little bit. And Loki can be used to just like start to establish these other previously non-canonical things as just like, uh, it's just another reality and we'll visit it soon. Bro, I would love 
for that to happen, first of all. But like for for a season two of Loki, this is again me being wild to include Deadpool and Cable. Maybe. Right. Yeah, those they guys, did that yeah. whole time travel thing or whatever uh-huh. the hell they're doing. So yeah. like it'd be cool to like just incorporate that. That'd be, that's a really good idea. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we have one more episode. I can't wait to watch it with you, MT. Yes. Uh, it's gonna be exciting. But that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel. Again, my breakdown of episode five will be on the channel tomorrow. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, and don't forget to uh, check out our many great Loki merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching, and we will close with our favorite moment of the episode. Yeah.